0: they get a knock on the door before they can continue their um escapades and and it's raven (laughs) just kidding it's not raven (laughs) she's on a different planet um it just always seems to be raven oh every time hello and welcome to our the hundred podcast brought to you by the aficionados podcast network my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding antiheroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is if you could um, have a throne and you would sit on the throne, what would you want the throne made of? Um, my answer is puppies, but I do want to clarify that it would be like a pleasant experience. It would be positive in the way that like the puppies wouldn't, you know, it... it you're not crushing the puppies. I'm not crushing the puppies. The puppies aren't, like, glued in place, you know? Like, they're just, they're just, I'm just sitting with a bunch of puppies. Right? It's like the, those YouTube videos where they give celebrities, like, a pile of puppies. Yes. And yeah. they That's answer what I questions. Want. That's what Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a twenty seven year old marketing coordinator and television critic. I'm a senior writer and a social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over forties OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle aged actresses. Um if I had a throne, I would want it to be made of like clouds, but like obviously fictional clouds, because if it was a real cloud, you would just fall right through it. Yeah. Um but yeah. I choose clouds. Today we have words to say about episode seven twelve of the hundred, The Stranger. So as far as I can tell, um there isn't really like a stranger in the Sanctum storyline. So I think the stranger is just like ultimately just Bellamy for the whole episode. Yeah. Um like I was gonna say, like if like definitely Bellamy's a stranger in the Bardo storyline, but like what about the Sanctum storyline? But I don't see there being a stranger, so I think it's just about Bellamy. Yeah, I think you're right. Um like Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. We're gonna just go ahead and uh, jump right in, and um, the Sanctum storyline. This episode, I thought it was funny because last um, last episode, mm-hmm. you said, "Oh, finally, we're going to get an episode that has the majority Clark and Bellamy." Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to say that the majority of the episode was Sanctum. Yep. So I was. I was just really excited because, like, I missed them both. And, um, we got literally 35 minutes into the episode before we even saw Clark. Yeah. So, I'm I'm sad. Like, it wasn't a bad episode. Like, there were, like, definitely things to enjoy. And, like, it, it pulled some strings together of, like, all- some of the loose threads that have been dropped on us this season. But it's just- I had- I had certain expectations and, and they weren't met, so- I don't know how like obviously we like to stay positive and you know like I always say no one likes to listen to a podcast of this bird is just going off (laughs) um no one likes to listen to a podcast of people ragging on the things they like um so right up front just want to tell you guys we did not really care for this episode um and obviously you know we're we're not going to be ragging on characters which we don't ever want to do because uh, every character is someone's favorite character. Um, But we definitely will potentially be ragging on the the character choices that have been made by the writers. Yeah, I mean... There are definitely some parts of this episode that I super enjoyed, and then some parts of it I was just like, okay. Yeah. But that, that's how I feel about the whole season so far. So so I just wanted to remind you guys, I don't know like how super positive we're going to be able to be for the rest of the season, I think, but I also wanted to remind you guys that after this, um, starting in January of 2021, we're going to be going back and doing the first three seasons, um, in which I'm so thrilled because we're finally going to be able to like talk about this show, like about a show that we love. Mm-hmm. um the way that we remember it and the way that we loved it yeah. um so if you have to skip the rest of the season i get it and that's totally okay but don't leave us you know come back we'll be we'll be talking positively about this again and um if you want to stay you can stay we would love to have you and you know we're certainly not going to be ragging on anything you know i think that all of the points that we're going to be making are are valid and understandable so yeah yeah I was listening to our last podcast and I realized, like, the whole thing about Dusette like, walking, like, getting back to Bardo and seeing Cadigan and just being like, this is chill. Um, (laughs) I was like, maybe Dusette has seen Cadigan before because, you know, every 20 years, like, Cadigan says this episode, every 20 years he, like, gets woken up. And they say, hey, uh, no, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> updates, um, <laughs> we still don't, uh, we still don't have a key. And I wondered if maybe Cadigan, like, got up and was like, hi everybody, thanks for waking me up, I'm going back to sleep now, you know? So <laughs> I thought maybe that had happened, um, but I still think Doucette should be, like, really confused as to why he's there. Like, Doucette doesn't know about the key being, like, found or anything, you know? Like, he's been gone this whole time, so at, at no point is he like, whoa, what? Right. Huh? Even if he has seen Cadigan before, which it doesn't feel like he probably hasn't. Like, I wonder if, like... I feel like I know that they played with the timeline to allow for, like, growth for hope and, like, explaining all of that and to give, like, some explanation for why certain characters are gone for certain amounts of time, even though it's only been certain amounts of time on other planets and et cetera. But I think that the timeline got so convoluted that, like, nothing makes sense anymore. Like, this episode, they brought up the whole, like, you need helmets to protect your memory, right? So at least they remembered the fact that, like, they were going somewhere slower. (gasps) This changes things. I'll bring this up later. I'll bring this up later. Also, like... The thing about, like, them having to wear the helmet to get their memory and then they don't go to Sanctum. They go somewhere else. Anyway. Because if you go to... If you wear the helmet and you go to... Somewhere slower. Do you only need the helmet while you're going through the anomaly? Because, like, once you get there, you take it off. Yeah, unless you're using it to, like, see people and stuff, or, like, go ghost mode. Right, but, like, logically, they they threw the helmets on. Just helmets, they're not wearing any other armor, just the helmets they're wearing when they go in today. And, like, when, but when they captured Dioza and Octavia, they put the helmets on and then took them to Bardo and were, like. Yeah, because Bardo them slower. Yeah, but, like, once you get to Bardo, you they take the helmet off. Right. So it only affects your memory while you're in the anomaly. Right. Okay. Like, this is me putting way too much thought into Doucette, but I just wonder if, like, maybe he expected to see the Shepherd because, like, you know, they went through this huge thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if he, like, popped out and was like, of course you're here. I just did, like, an incredible feat or whatever. Right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, Um, this is my mission. But, uh, we're gonna start with Sanctum anyway, even though it's a larger storyline because, um, there's less to talk about, to be honest. It's less, uh, less complicated. You you know our preference has been Bardo this whole time. You know this. If you've been listening, you know this. So I'm gonna do my... Summary of the sanctum storyline, Now nah. We open the episode with Murphy and Amori kneeling to Shade Hedda, being all like, yeah, of course we'll kneel to you, my guy. Shade Hedda is taking the palace, but Amori says they're happy to take the mechanic shop, which, of course, is where they're keeping all the people Shade Hedda wants to kill. They leave just as the convicts and cogs are brought in. Amori tells Nelson to kneel or he'll die. The convicts kneel no problem, but the cogs refuse. Shade Hedda has his people shoot up the entirety of the cogs and does Nelson last. So I wrote this before I rewatched the episode. Shade Hedda takes a gun? And shoots all of them himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. Uh, Nelson stands firm and gets shot in the head. RIP Nelson, you were finally interesting. Mamori get back to the shop to find Jerry and Trey, who is alive. I knew it. Trey <laughs> wants to just go out and kneel, but Murphy explains why that's a bad idea. Indra helps treeker clean up all the dead cog bodies, telling Nelson that his fight is over when she notices a heck, the heckin' null kid, the one that Maddie was chilling with. He's not dead, so Indra smuggles him out and takes him to the shop where he will be taken care of. Maddie asks what she can do for him, and Amori says to just be his friend. Nikki has followed Indra, and Murphy lets her in like no big deal. She can tell people are hiding in the reactor room, but when she gets in, Amori knocks her out. They tie her up, and Murphy explains that Hatch knew he would die, but kept going to protect her, and if he was here, he would kneel, but he certainly wouldn't be doing Shadehead's bidding like she is. She agrees to be chill, but I definitely don't believe it. The Null Kid, whose name is Luca, I think won't eat so maddie talks to him about when she was alone after everyone she knew died and it makes him feel better in the meantime shade Hedda's people brought him the anomaly stone from gabriel's camp because he saw it in maddie's drawings knight made shade Hedda a throne of skulls is it the cogs or the people from the offering grove maybe it's plastic who's to say knight also had someone follow nikki so shade Hedda and co go to the shop and murphy meets them again pretending that he and amori had a fight and she was coming back shade Hedda sees right through him but amori threatens to irradiate the entire place unless he leaves them alone Shade takes Murphy away to go play chess for a while, and then something ridiculous happens, but we'll talk about that in the other (laughs) storyline. So, first of all, Shade has taken the palace and the farmhouse. You only need one. Like, Like, why why do you need both? But, okay. Uh, Like, I guess he wants the... Like, isn't the palace supposed to be burned down? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. Or, like, I don't know, I guess parts of it? Like, it was... Big? Like, I don't know. But I think the reason why we're up the farmhouse now is because the farmhouse is where the flame is. Oh. So I think that might be important later. Um, and so he, if he has, like, people there. Yeah. It'll be harder to take. So, and Maureen kind of makes it a little too obvious about why they want the machine shop, and Murphy makes an excuse that it's because she's a mechanic and they need him there, or need her there. And I'm like, you know what? That's yep. my guy. Yep. Like, that was smooth. I find Murphy to be, like, a... L- pretty out of character right now. This is definitely Murphy, like him making a quick excuse to save them. Like that's him. But um, a lot of my things about it is that, um, like you could call this character development, you know? Sure. Um, I just find that it's happening like really, really quickly and without even like a time jump for him. Like everyone else is getting giant time jumps. Yeah. And not a lot of character development done. Like Echo's pretty much exactly the same after five (laughs) years, you know? And Octavia is definitely different, um, you know, etc. But, right. but Murphy hasn't had a time jump. And it just feels like this has been like a flip of him being like, paternal and selfless. And, you know, it's, I just like, don't get it. And it's just don't feel this for him. It, it, it's weird. Like, I'm fine with it. Because I like, I've pretty much enjoyed every version of Murphy. Yeah, especially since like, since like, season two, honestly. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. in the, in the way that it's like, an abrupt shift, Mm -hmm. and they didn't really make it clear what caused that shift. And, like, I can assume, because I make up things in my head all the time, yeah, that what caused it is Abby dying. I think that's what they're trying to tell us. And I think that's, like, what is implied, Mm -hmm. but they did not- they didn't make that clear. Yeah. Like, like, Murphy had, like, a feeling- about Abby in the first episode of yeah. this season, and, like, he was visibly upset in the episode where she died, which I thought was very good, and some of Richard's, like, best acting, in my opinion. Um, although, if you're going to say that, can I please give a shout out to my favorite Murphy scene, which is the scene in season four, when he's tied up to the thing, and they take Amori away oh, to, like, yes. test the thing. Like, also excellent. last time uh, you were saving the world, I was saving you, or yep. whatever. Uh, hello! Anyway, continue. So <laughs> That's good. That's my favorite. <laughs> and, like, So, like, I can assume that Mm -hmm. based on, like, those two small morsels of, like, depth that they've given him. But, like, the rest of the stuff that they've given him isn't, like, it's not clear. Mm -mm. It's just, like, oh, this is who Murphy is now. And I'm, like, but it's not who he was, like, a week ago. Because in canon, it's been a month since we landed on Sanctum, period. Yeah. So, basically what happens at the end of the episode is that, like, the Sanctum and the Bardo storylines come together finally. Yeah, I think that's, like, the only thing that makes sense because that's really, like, the only, like, big thing that has happened to him. Right. It's just, like, strange that we didn't then, like, ever have a conversation. Like, Amori keeps being like, wow, you're different. Wow, you're different. At no point does Amori go, hey, John, is there something, like, like, even though he's changing for the better, like, at no point is she, like, hey, I noticed you're different. Can we talk about why? Are you okay? Right. You know? Like, there's a, there's a moment in this episode towards the beginning, like, we'll probably, yes. like, get there in a second, where Amori is, like, telling Murphy that she's, like, super attracted to him, like, yeah. being a hero and, like, saving other people and, and stuff. And I'm like, you guys have been together for several seasons, and he has never been like this, so are you telling me he wasn't as attractive before? Because that's, like, not great Memori content. And, like, like, I get it. Like, I get it in... In the bubble of this episode, why that would be, like, a reason that she's attracted to him. Yeah. Sure. But, it's, like, the only acknowledgement of that growth is, like, ooh, you're, like, hot right now. And I'm, like, mm, what? <laughs> it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me. And, I don't know, personally, like, maybe maybe that is in character for Amori, but maybe it's not. Because, like, I would think she, that she would be, like her being like more like like like, a more like genuine like tender moment Mm. instead of like a sexy moment yeah i think that like her being so like way more kind and caring about other people i think that happened in the six year time jump yeah and so so that tracks for me um it's just that did not happen to murphy and so he's still like like last season he was still like being selfish and like hurting other people just to save him and Amori, you know and so now this has happened and now it's just like a flip and he's hanging out with people and then trying to help people that he literally has never met in his entire life and he like was totally willing to just let die before like i just like it's just strange to me well no that part like i feel like part of Murphy did grow for me personally, I thought, in the in six his- years on the ring. Slightly, but, because, not- <laughs> but like it growth in like a Slytherin way. Yeah. In or like right, a puffy like a sort of Hufflepuff ish kind of way. Where Or let's you're, be the good guys. I like so. you you still care about like your priority is yourself, but his priorities have expanded to like his little family. Yeah. Because like in season five and six, I personally thought that he like did a lot more to protect, like, space crew in particular. And, like, the reason in season six that he sides with Josephine Josephine in the first place is to protect, like, Bellamy and like, the people he was on the ring with. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree there. It's just that, like, literally no one in Space Crew is here. Yeah, it's it's Other than Amori? Exactly. So so he doesn't have, like, they want to make him a hero, but he, like, none of the people that he would be a hero for are here, and so he has to be a hero for everybody, and that just feels- And that's that's the part that's weird about it, is that he's just, like, risking his life- for like, a bunch of random people that we barely care about, let alone, why would Murphy care about them? Uh, Jerry? Wha- <laughs> what? Like, it's not even about Jerry. It was about Jerry's son. So, I'm like, where's, like, is Jerry's son the one who's, like, also talking to Maddie, I think? I guess. I, like, was well, like, who's no. this other random kid? There were four kids there. Maddie, Luca... Turns out the soccer kid's name is Rex. I looked it up on IMDb, and then that other kid, who now I'm thinking now what I'm thinking about, it could be Jerry's Jerry's son, but I don't know for sure. Sure. Okay. Anyway, um, the convicts are like, "Mm, don't know, don't want to die, and it seems like there are like two options here. So yeah, kneeling not a problem, not a problem. Sure, sure. Um, then they bring up the cogs and he calls him Nelson and he says, my name is Sachin. And this is really lovely because obviously we love Sachin. Um, but for an actor who's hardly been in this season, you know, like, it's like so weird to hear them talk about Jackson. They bring up Jackson like five times this episode and we use the, the name Sachin, but like, where We've is Jackson? Him. You know, like, where is he? Is he okay? Like, that's, that's one of my other things is that like, at the end of the storyline, um, Murphy's like, oh, just irradiate the whole place. It doesn't matter that I'm on the wrong side of the door because you're on the right side of the door. Right. I'm like, okay, well, all episode, Jackson is apparently bringing you guys bread and food and everything. And Jackson is figuring things out. And Jackson is bringing you uh, bandages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is Jackson on the right side of the <laughs> uh, the door? Where's Jackson? Is Jackson inside the reactor? Or is he outside the ra- reactor? Where's Jackson? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? I don't know. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's really weird to me to think about like how many how many characters from season one we have left, which is we figured out a, a while back is just a handful. Yeah, and how little screen time they've all gotten. Yeah, like of that group, I'd say like. Murphy and Octavia have Mm -hmm. had the most, but even then, I'm, like, so surprised at the fact, like, if I was at season one and you showed me, like, the pilot and you were like, let me tell you something. By the end of this series, the person who's going to have gotten the most, like, screen time is not (laughs) Bellamy or Clark. It's Murphy. And I would have been like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So Nelson doesn't seem to really care because, uh, his parents are both dead now. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, sure, your mom, that was Shade fault. But you killed your own dad. So, like, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, and Nelson says he will not kneel. And Shade asks if that's how everybody else feels, too. And I was, like... This is probably one of my, the things that I really liked about the episode was the fact that he asked everybody else if they also felt that way, you know? Like, so many times on this show, is there just, like, a leader who's like, yeah, this is how I, this, I speak for everybody, and then everybody's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, is there no other, like, it it reminds me, it reminds me of, like, Deathly Hallows Part 2, when Pansy is like, grab Harry, and all the Slytherins are like, yeah, of course we're gonna run away and leave. I'm like, (laughs) there's not, like, one or two of you who want to stay, like, if I was there, I mean, I would definitely be leaving, but I'm sure that there is somebody who wants to stay. It would not be me, but I'm sure there's somebody, you know? So he calls Nelson a leader because everyone is obviously standing with him at their own detriment. And I think, you know, that means that he's a threat to Shade Hedda, and so that's why he's- killing him right and because he's not kneeling obviously and so shade had kills all of them and he asks nelson one more time i don't i don't really know why he like left nelson to the very very end to be like eh? and what (laughs) like if nelson did kneel then what you know because all the cogs are dead so none of them are going to be like oh we're going to follow nelson because they're all dead right so i don't know what the point of like just leaving nelson was other than like having him have like a special moment because he's more important Mm -hmm. um so he says death is life Uh, which is like the thing that the Cogs say. Is it though? (laughs) I don't know. We bring up Gaia again and they say that Gaia is still missing with Clark. So we haven't forgotten her. Just bringing up the fact that they haven't forgotten her, which we kind of almost thought that they did. They start looking through Maddie's book and they like need the stone, I guess. So Indra's like, hey, you're not supposed to hurt. Oh, go ahead. I'm glad that you pointed that out because I was like, I missed that the first time. I was like, so why are we hauling the stone up here? Mm. Like, why do we, why does this man care now? Yeah. Well, he saw it in Maddie's book and then he said like, oh, I saw this in my head when I had the flame or whatever. Right. And so for some reason, I guess he's like, so this must be important that so now do, I you, need it. do we think that? I don't know how they found it though. Are they going to make Cadogan get the key to the ball of light from Shade Hedda Ugh. instead of the actual flame? Okay, so there are a few people who can do it. Shade Hedda. maddie Maddie. clark doesn't remember echo it i guess yeah what do you mean echo echo has black blood oh like sticking the flame in yeah the person clark does not have black blood right or wait yeah she does. does so clark probably gonna be clark Echo Murphy and Amori, but they both have chips right now, so they would have to like replace their chips. And I don't well, know what the mechanics of that are. Isn't the flame like supposedly like broken? Since yeah, they took it out of right. Maddie's head, mm-hmm. but then they but then so, like, were only they're going to be repairing it. They're going to make Raven fix it, mm-hmm. and then Clark's going to put it in her head, and they're going to pop out Becca's journal somehow. Humanity, you no, know, like that's how they bring back Gaia. They're like, you guys still got Becca's journal, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Gaia right, went okay. to Earth to get Becca's journal because yeah. it's like sitting on the one not irradiated part of the entire planet. So, and Indra's like, hey, you're not supposed to be looking for Maddie, because as if I kneel, then you don't work with Maddie anymore. And Shadehead is like, well, that's before she, like, was hiding with my enemies. And I'm like, that shouldn't be, like, a deal breaker. Mm-mm. She's still on your side. Like, Indra's still being on your side so that you won't go after Maddie, and now you're gonna go after Maddie just because Maddie, like, like that doesn't make sense, but okay. Like, I just want Indra to, like, take him out. Yeah. Like, just break her deal and just kill him. Chop, chop. Um, so he tells Tree Crew to clean up the mess. Um, he calls over Nikki. And Indra kind of has, like, her own little scene. But we see, like, Nikki talking to Shade Hedda in the background. So this is, like, Nikki um, getting the, like, directions from Shade Hedda for later. So I kind of liked being able to see that in the background. Right. Even though we didn't get that actual scene. So Indra goes over to Nelson and says, you go and play say Odon to him. Um, which is very nice of her. <laughs> yeah. And she sees Luca, who is not dead, um, and so she tells him to pretend to be dead, and he does. And I think that the reason why he trusted Indra to show, like, he showed Indra that he was alive. Mm -hmm. The reason why he trusted her is, I think, because she was so kind to Nelson just then. Oh, for sure. And also he probably has seen Indra around and he also and like yeah, he had like a connection with Maddie who trusts Indra, so maybe mm-hmm. like I don't know. I think there's a lot of reasons why he decided to trust Indra and All obviously right. that turned out good for him. I would trust Indra with my life. Yeah. So <laughs> Um so then we go back to the mechanic shop and we see Jerry who has his one bandage. <laughs> After being, like, cut down with a machete <laughs> by Shade Hedda. <laughs> he was, like, right beside Shade Hedda, too, I gotta say. Yeah. Like, he was, like, in the front row, and somehow all he has is this one bandage. Um, and then we get Trey, who I knew, I knew he wasn't dead, because we didn't see him. You've been new. And Murphy says that Jackson said to only change the grossest bandages. I thought that was kind of a weird word to use when, when, like, it feels like we would have said something like, most soiled bandages or like the most or, like, bloody grossed. bandages. Like grossest kind of felt like a weird word to use here, but that's okay. Um and who, who used it? Who used it? Murphy. Oh. I mean I guess Murphy Murphy makes sense because he would think that's icky. I guess it's just like he's he's now like so high at not high and mighty in, like, a bad way, but, like, now he, like, feels like so much of a leader that, like, using things- using words, like, freaked out, or, like, freaking out, or, like, later, I was like, okay, okay. Just weird words to use, I feel like. <laughs> um, he then- he says that Jackson is off getting everybody bread. Where is he? Don't know. Did Jackson meal? <laughs> Probably, I guess. Um, because the only people who are here are, like, Murphy and Amori and Maddie, and then Indra and Jackson, and that's it, Right. Right. So, like, it's weird that we are, have, we're so focused on those four and Jackson, like, we just, like, mentioned Jackson. Like, I don't know if Sachin was busy this day or whatever, but. So Trey says that he just wants to kneel, but Murphy knows that Shane Hedda will definitely just kill them all. Oh, for um, sure. For reasons that he's stated many other times. Um, And Jerry says that he was right to believe in Murphy. What is this? (laughs) Jerry? Who are you? I don't. Here's the thing. One of the points that was made about this was that, like, maybe it's important because, like, Jerry is going to, like, save Murphy's life at some point or whatever. Sure, sure. And I'm like, okay, so is that gonna happen? Because right now it's just, like, having a weird connection with Jerry. Like, he put his hand on his... And I was like, am I supposed to ship this? What's going on? You know? (laughs) Sure. So, and then Amori says that she's also proud of him. And I'm like... And so does Indra. Yeah. Which is really nice. It's, like, it's nice... But it's also a lot. Murphy's just like I don't even want to be here. Yeah, like I feel like, especially after it's like the third time like Indra's like I'm proud of you and he's like yeah yeah get in line. I really feel like Murphy should just be like ugh who am I? You right. know like like it, like and when Amori says I'm proud of you he goes oh thanks boo. Um but then when other people start <laughs> being like I'm proud of you he should be like um, who am I? Like I <sighs> Murphy has also also sort of like kind of craved that approval from like parental figures but like secretly, like, you know? Like no, open for want sure. people to know. Yeah, one hundred percent secretly. Like he he got it like a bit from Jaha in a weird, like gross way. And then a bit from Abby in like season four. And like so like I get him being like self deprecating about it when mm-hmm. Indra does it. But it's just a lot to happen in one episode when like three different people say it and it's just like Yeah. I I, I don't understand I didn't mind the like get in line line mm-hmm. um but i kind of wish it had been more where she says i'm proud of you and he would have been like e- yeah yeah ew gross bye you know like <laughs> he's like Ugh, okay that's enough of that so Emory is attracted to murphy because he's not being selfish so was she not attracted to him before now <laughs> yeah, this could be character development, but it came out of nowhere, uh, which we kind of already talked about. They try to do it on the bed, but the bed sucks. Thanks a lot, Riker. Yeah. Like, he this think is, he like, would... They're like, this was Riker's bed. Ugh. I don't miss him. I kinda miss him. I know him. you do, but <laughs> I don't miss him. I just wonder what would have happened if he was here. He'd probably be able to, like, keep something in line, you know? Cause then, cause, like, like, why couldn't we have kept him so that, like, people would believe in him, you know? Like, we have to have Maury and Murphy pretend to be primes, which I didn't mind. I thought that was actually kind of funny, but we could have had Riker and then he would have, like, legitimately be- been a prime and could have, like, helped more with, like, the faking of it or something. Mm-hmm. Either way, like, his-, his chip is the one of the only ones that's, like, still intact. So I'm like, where are you? Right. Murphy says that everywhere is a castle with Amori, which was very cute. Um, and then they get a knock on the door before they can continue their um, escapades and, I- <laughs> and it's Raven. <laughs> just kidding. It's not Raven. <laughs> She's on a different planet. Um, it just always seems to be Raven. Oh, every time. You know, if if someone is uh, about to have some some sexy little time, Raven is knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Especially these two. So they're like, "Oh, is it Jackson again?" And it's nice that everybody's talking about him, but where is he? Right. And meanwhile, it's actually Indra with a person in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Um. So she saves Luca, but I don't know where he's been from now. Like, I think he was at. The reunification ceremony, but then I guess he left because his parents were in the Faithful, and then they got murdered by Shade Hedda, but he l- just, like, left his parents with Shade Heda before then? Like, I don't- Okay, sure. Sure. So, um, they- Don't have any weapons. They just have the reactor, so that's important to note. However, Murphy does use a crowbar later. Indra says she's proud of him. He says get in line. Um, Imori tells Maddie to just be Luca's friend, and I thought that was like very good motherly advice. And I'm like, stop it! I don't want it. There's four episodes left. And you know what? As long as I don't have to see Murphy being a dad, then, like, fine, you know? (laughs) Clark is going to pass the test Mm -hmm. for humanity, and then Murphy and Amori are going to live happily ever after as little light beings (laughs) with their little glowing child Um, they they tell about Clark Griffin. And then Jordan will show up, and he'll say, hey, I relate. I've also heard stories of Clark. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, they're watching on the cameras and Nikki is here. Nikki says that Indra said that they will hide her, but obviously she's lying. Right. Um, and so Murphy opens the door and he's like, huh? I'm Murphy. I don't hide people. She doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels like they just keep hitting the same note with him over and over again. Like every single episode he has to be like, well, that's not a survivor's mood right?" or move. Or he's like, well, that's that's weird. I wouldn't do that because that's not very Survivor-y of me. <laughs> right. You know, like, that's what they used to do, like, very seldomly in season, like, three, and it was, like, It worked really well, you know, like, when uh, we got the flashback episode in season three and he said, I'll survive, and then, like, down here, and then then they go down and Pike's like, you did survive, or, like, whatever, and it's great. But now it's just, like, every episode we have to be like, that's not what survivors do, and I'm like, what? Okay. So, Imori knocks out Nikki, um, and Murphy says, and I quote, I'm starting to miss being a live coward. What? And you double-checked, like, that's what the- That's what he said. Subtitles said and everything? Both times I watched, it said- I'm starting to miss being a live coward. Now, I think earlier this season, we, like, put it out to our listeners and was like, excuse me, I didn't understand what this line means, can someone explain it to me? And people did explain it. So, if anybody knows what I'm starting to miss being a live coward means, please let me know, I because I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, there, I keep being like, oh, maybe it means, but then I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, there was some great word use in this episode, like, at the beginning when, uh, Shade uses that, like, oh, yeah. word for kneeling. Oh, like, uh, genuflect. Yeah, we, genuflection. We literally, yes, genuflection. We, we went, Alexa, what does genuflection mean? And she told us, and it means, like, kneeling. It means <laughs> to, like, bend the knee to yeah. a... And we were like, oh. Hour. We were like, oh, that's great word use. <laughs> and then, but then there's, like, this line, and we're like... I'm like I don't know what that what, means. What do you mean? Um. So Nikki wakes up and Murphy says that she snores worse than a Okay, sure. If I was a I'd be like, Do we need to talk about it? I was like, Is Thanks. this relevant to call me uh, the out? Conversation? I guess. He says that Hatch would have made Shade had to think he was working for him, but he wouldn't actually do it. Um. This is the room that he died in. Uh. So we were in the in the same room. My husband died. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it work. We were in the same room my husband died is that why? It's not good. You could say spot still. I guess. We were in yeah, we were in the same spot my husband Man. is do yeah. Man. I, it does not matter. You know what? Do we need to do a Hamilton parody of the, of season 7 of no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's no. something the world did not ask yeah. for and uh we shouldn't provide it. So Murphy keeps talking about how like what happened to him and he says that he respects the fact that Raven locked him in and I'm like don't do that. (laughs) I don't respect it. I thought it was bad. I'm interested in hearing like the reason why Murphy would respect that because right like if he hadn't gotten out then what then what you know. (laughs) Murphy mentions that Hatch did all of that to save Nikki um, and then he says the phrase freaking out which like seems kind of old earth to me but sure um uh, and they said that they will drink to him in the tavern after this and she's like okay but like she's so not on their side right there's no way so now you know at the end of the storyline when shade had is like knock knock let me in and they're like no and they're like never gonna open the door because he's like set up guards in front of the door right right but now they have somebody on the wrong side inside which is like not great Yeah. Because Nikki's in there. And then, after Nikki's like, okay, sure, Murphy walks away and he says to Amori, all right, I'm awesome. What? (laughs) No! 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 No. (laughs) I try, like, Murphy's not supposed to be cringe. Everybody else can be cringe except for Murphy. Stop being cringe. You don't think he's awesome? I do think he's awesome, but (laughs) he wouldn't say it. You know, like, that's a Steve Harrington move. And Murphy's even though they're both brooding anti-heroes, I think. Murphy is not Steve Harrington. (laughs) He is not like a ninja. So Indra is cleaning up the blood and it looks pretty dark to be like Nels because Nels are like specifically supposed to have red blood, but I think it's just because there's a lot of it so it looks dark. Then Indra is really sassy to Shade Hedda, which I loved. And I think that what she's doing is showing that she's not a leader because Nelson was a leader and so he killed him and so Indra is like actively not being a leader. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is important. And um, so Knight made a skull throne. Uh, How? Out of what? With what glue? I don't know. Also, here's the anomaly stone. How did they find it? No idea. And it is so heavy that it breaks the holder because it's off, you see. They turned it off earlier this season. And so um, I feel like if it was on, you wouldn't be able to move it. And also, obviously, it would be like floating. Right. But I don't think you would be able to move it. Like I wonder if like can you push it? <laughs> like when it's on? Yeah, when you uh, when it's on, can you push it around? I don't know. Yeah, because like because he took it because Cadigan initially on Earth took it from like but that was when it was off. Right. Yeah. So I'm but also like who turned it off the first time on Earth? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was one of the like main questions that we had in that in that podcast. God, there are so many questions I have about this rock, and I know they're not going to get answered. Yeah. And, like, in oh, the in the God. grand scheme of things, what does this rock even matter? Oh, for sure. Like, the rock just showed up last season, the last two seasons. We had five seasons without the rock. But I'm just like... <laughs> bring back Dwayne Johnson. I'm just like, <laughs> who turned it off in the first place on Earth? Mm-hmm. Why is Earth offline if Sanctum's not offline? Yep. Question mark. Where's Gaia? Who turned off the one on Sanctum? Where's Gaia? Who turned off that one? Who, um... Why did we never find it in the bunker when we were there for six mm-hmm. years? Where was that room? Don't know. So Knight says that he also... He had Nikki followed as well. So it was Indra and then Nikki was following Indra and then someone else was following Nikki. Maddie is helping Luca. Rex is also here who is the soccer kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another kid who I might be Jerry's child. And they're not going to eat unless Luca does... Maddie tells him her story, and he feels better. She says that she was alone for 58 days, but then Clark found her and was her friend, which is lovely. I thought that, I thought this scene was great. Yeah, I don't think I have, like, a whole lot to add about it, but I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, I thought that the kid who played Luca was very good in it as well. He had a very good, um, I am... <laughs> I am uh, scarred and horrified. <laughs> yeah. So, Emory and Murphy, like, watch these children be happy and friends. And then Emory's like, hey, do you want to go back upstairs and, like, do it? Do you want to go, like, make a baby? And then... So they go, so they're going to go back upstairs. We've adopted these seven children. Where all of these children are just downstairs and may be able to hear us. And so they're going to go do that, but then Shade Hedda is outside. And so I'm like, I love that they're like, oh, Mori baby, maybe. But then like every time they're like going to go do it, they're like, oh, psych. And so I'm like, so when are you going to tell me this baby was conceived? Right. Because I'm not seeing very many options. <laughs> um, so Murphy says that to protect Amori, he's going to say that she went out for a walk because they had a fight. Um, and it won't matter that he's on the wrong side of the door because she'll be on the right side of the door. This just don't feel right. I <laughs> Like, the Murphy that I know obviously would need to protect Amori. Yeah. The Murphy that I know would formulate a plan so that he could also be safe with Amori. Like, the Murphy that I know, I'm not saying this is right. Sure. But the Murphy that I know would be like, what's the point in saving Amori if I can't hang out with her? You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm not saying that's, like, the right thing to do. Well, no, because, like, he he would have died for her in season four. Sure. So, like, I he I just really feel like he should be finding a way to also save himself, you know? Like, I'm not- sorry, I'm not saying, what's the point in saving Amori? It's just, like, it's hard for me to believe that he wouldn't try hard enough so that, like, him saving an, um, Amori- also meant that he could sp- still spend time with her. Sure. Not that, like, if I'm going to die, I might as well not save Amori. That's not what I was trying to say. Okay. I mean that, like, um, if I save Amori, I'm also going to put just as much effort into saving myself so that we can spend time together. Because when you save Amori, don't you also want to save her from, like, mourning you? Right. And stuff? So, anyway. So Shade Hedda says, I like you, John. And I think he said that before. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um, he says that he will let he and Amori live if he can just kill everyone else inside. And that kind of feels like early Murphy would be like, oh, all right, sure. Perf. That's great, actually. He's like, that's my ideal goal anyway. Like, maybe he would try and haggle for a couple other people. Mm-hmm. But, like, ultimately, I feel like Murphy would be like, oh, cool, great. I was like, sure. Uh, give me the kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can have all these weird adults. Like I don't. Yeah, Trey don't will that. not stop antagonizing me. So actually, I don't care. You can. Just <laughs> you can take have him. Trey and Jerry. He wants to kneel to you anyway. Two for one. So Amori says that she's going to blow the reactor if he hurts Murphy or if he tries to get in. So those are two two things that Murphy that everybody needs to be worried about. Right. Um. And then he says Shade Hada says King takes Knight. And so obviously he's the king and Murphy's supposed to be the knight, but, but he also has a character, character named Knight. But he also has a character named Knight who's standing right beside him. Like I feel like he'd be like, Oh, where are we going? <laughs> right. So now that they like they full on can't come back out again because they're just like stand he has guards outside of the door. Right. And then my last note of this is where's Jackson? Inside? Like he can't bring them more food. Like it feels like the only other person left outside who is, like, their ally is, like, Murphy, Indra, and potentially Jackson. Like, if I was Shade Hedda, I'd go immediately to go and kill Jackson. Right. Um. And also, I think that I know that they were trying to make him more motherly, but I feel like the person who should have told Maddie to, like, go be his friend and everything, because we've seen Jackson be her therapist, should have been Jackson. Right. But also, like, you know what's gonna happen? Mm. Is Jackson is gonna, like, show up in either... Inside the bunker, bunker inside the reactor, or just like kicking around the castle, yeah, like with a loaf of bread next week, and yeah. he's just gonna be like one shot. You know what? That one <laughs> jump, and then you know what? That's such an dream. Such a dream just is to be Aladdin. He, so, like genuinely, he has said so. He yeah. his dream is to be Aladdin, so that works for him. I'm like all right. Yeah, that's it. That's that one. That's the storyline. Before we move on, just wanted to remind you guys that we actually have four other podcasts. Um, we do Riverdale. <laughs> I love Riverdale so much. <laughs> Riverdale, Stranger Things, Star Trek, and Lost. Um, and we would love to have you guys on like um, listening to any of those podcasts as well. Um, you know, there's quite a few people who... Uh, listen to this one and then, like, listen to the other ones specifically because we have podcasts on them. And those are my favorite people. I love you guys. Um, and, you know, part of recommending us to a friend, which is, like, our main thing, like, if you can't help us out on Patreon or on um you can just recommend us to a friend. Part of that is, like, recommend us to yourself. <laughs> Check out um, one of our other podcasts. Um, and uh, I promise you all of the shows that we cover – quality or else we wouldn't cover them (laughs) and speaking of patreon (laughs) patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators um we start at one dollar a month and you get early access to all of our podcasts Mm -hmm. um lately it's been like at least two days early um and you're probably gonna want that for these last four episodes I would think Mm -hmm. um so that's at a dollar or more and then five dollars you get uh, 10% off at choppylux.com um which is where Brittany sells resin art and I sell fandom embroidery I have nine um the hundred designs and I'm also I've also just um introduced uh, a custom listing so you can ask for anybody that you want. But if you don't have the 10% off, you can still check it out anyway and you get something cool out of it while also helping us out. And I think that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell them how you're also offering... Uh- Different versions of hundred characters. Oh yeah. Um. And what's cool about like my custom listing thing is that you can kind of just like choose what kind you want. So for example, I have an Octavia design, but it's Skyripa Octavia. So if you want a Blood Raina Octavia design, you can go ahead and check that out. Uh. Go into the custom listing thing and um. Put in that you want Blood Raina Octavia, and I'll do that. You know. Yeah. If you you know I kind of have season one, season two Clark right there, but if you want one-headed Clark or like short hair yeah. Clark, yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, that's also fine. So oh, how cool would it be to have like the pink streak in her hair? Yeah, that'd be fun. So you can, you can really do anything. And, and, you know, if you just like a small character, you're like, I would really love a Dante Wallace. <laughs> then <just> say, <laughs> Hey, Hit me up. Why not? You're like, hey, can I get Seku the, the, um, the license plate grounder? I want him. Can you do me a Trina and Pascal duo? Please. (laughs) Do you have, like, what's their freaking names from two seasons ago? They were like, uh, uh, heck, what? God. This is my job and I don't remember what their (laughs) names were. Your whole brand. Is it Katrina? No, it's it's Trina. It started with a K. No, it started with a K. It was the two, you remember them? They were like the two. Karina? Yeah, Karina and. Doesn't matter. Anyway. But they got shot. Yeah, they died. got shot and died. Um, <laughs> I would be thrilled to do like a Roan or like a Luna or something. Like, just hit me up. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, definitely down. So now we're going to move on to the Bardo storyline. Um, I am so frustrated. <laughs> It'd be like that. Yeah. All right. Here is my summary of the Bardo storyline. Basically, this episode is the Bellamy Blake apology tour, except he doesn't apologize at all. <laughs> Cadogan tells Bellamy that his friends will be executed, and he's really mad about the lack of flame. Bellamy asks if he can get the flame back, if his friends will be spared, and Cadogan says yes. Bellamy goes to see Raven and Echo. Raven argues with him, so he sends her to MCAP. Echo begs him to see reason, but he won't. She's full on like, this new is this new belief system worth watching us die? And Bellamy says, yes, yeah. I don't know this man. He then goes to see Clark and Octavia. He explains what happened to him on Etheria, which is overlaid by flashbacks to literally last episode, and I don't know if this is supposed to be enough for me to believe that he would do any of this, but it isn't. Clark says she will not help and that Bellamy looks dumb in the conductor uniform. (laughs) He he sends her to MCAP as well. Doucette sees Bellamy and tells him that he's doing the right thing. We get a scene between Jordan and Hope where Jordan relates to her in many ways. At first she doesn't want to hear it, but eventually she does grieve with him and Shelby is really awesome in this scene. In the MCAP, Clark fights it and they get nothing from her, which is no fun for us. Clark does her original plan, which is that she'll show them where the flame is as long as they let her friends go. Cadigan agrees and lets all of them go through the anomaly but Gabriel and Raven. Turns out he didn't send them to Sanctum, he sent them to one of the other planets, and she'll get them back when she gets them the flame. Gabriel and Raven stay because they know how the anomaly stone works, and what- uh, it feels like a lot of them do, so that doesn't really make any sense. Anyway, they go through the anomaly, which is now turned off, and in the throne room on Sanctum, Clark, Bellamy, Raven, Gabriel, Doucette, and Cadigan all pop out into a crazy scene of Murphy playing chess with shade Heda, and everyone's <laughs> like, huh? Which is also how I feel about everything that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> So we get this, like, card where we're zooming in on the planet, and it says Planet Bardo. Right. Why do I need this? Why do I need this? They haven't... I'm sorry. I, like, this is a very small thing to get upset about, so <laughs> I'm, like, really mad about this one card, because we haven't done this, like, all season. Maybe we've done it, like, twice. Once or twice, at maybe. At some point. But, like... I've spent but it's, all it's, season on Bardo and you're going to go straight into the stone room like, and I have to and you're and you have to tell me that I'm on Bardo? Why am I stupid? Why do you think I'm stupid? Like, I'm so upset about this. Why do you think I'm stupid? Like if if we had just been like in a random place sure. and you know no, like-, no, like I I would buy it if this is the first time we're on a new planet. Like right. if, if you're introducing me to Etheria, if you're introducing me to like Sanctum for the first time or Bardo for the first time or like, but, penance for the first time, or, what? Well, like, wherever, for the first time, I get it. Or, I was thinking that, like, or if, if we we're... were in, like, a different room on Bardo with characters we hadn't seen before. Sure. Thank you for telling me I'm, I'm, I'm on Bardo, because I wouldn't know. But right. The first scene that you're showing me is Cadigan in the stone room. I know I'm on Bardo! I've been watching the whole season! Like, it would be different... Also, if we were, like, jumping around between, like, all six planets this yeah. episode or something. Right. And I needed to know each time I go into a new <clears> scene <throat> so mad. Like, where I am. But I don't. We're not. I, I feel like the hundred used to think that, like, its audience was intelligent. Yeah. And, like, give us so much room to, like, play with it and, like, figure out mysteries and, like, do that. And, like, this whole season, they're just like, you're an idiot. Here's why. And yeah. I'm like, no. I think... I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, it was a it's a very small thing to be upset about, but I think that it like they're telling me that I'm dumb and I'm not. So thanks. <laughs> um, so Gabriel calls him Bill because he said, "Hey, call me Bill." And Gabriel was like, "Got it, will do." Hey, Ellen. And he's up, <laughs> Hey, Ellen. Um, and he's a little bit upset with Gabriel because Gabriel's like. Oh, Octavia's memories is the one that told you that the flame was in Clark's head, and you just like, you know, didn't know that it came out. And Bill's like, okay, well, you knew that it came out, and you didn't say anything. And Gabriel's like, shrug. True. Yeah. All right. I (laughs) I did do that. I was like, you know what, Gabriel? I respect you, you little shady. Like, that's just sneaky and smooth, and I respect you. So there are two different conductor uniforms. Mm -hmm. There's, like, the ones that Bellamy and Doucette and, like, I think Anders wore, which has, like, the longer pieces in the front, and they're, like, a little more quilted, a little less fitted. Mm -hmm. And then there's the ones that, like, um, Levitt and Gabriel wear. And I'm, like, why do Gabriel and Levitt look so good in their outfits? And Bob looks, like, a dope. Like, Levitt and and Gabriel special Gabriel is like, special yeah it's like like looks look very and good t- and yes. like badass yeah. and like like I can I believe that you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then Bellamy's standing there in that dumb little dress. with his sneakers? That's too big for him in, like, these weird platform sneakers. And I'm just like... And Gabriel's like, you look good in white. And I'm like, sure, but not this. He was like, I respect that you're flirting, sir, but, um, does he look good in white? (laughs) Like, and also, I just wanted to say... Last episode, when we watched the trailer, I was like, oh my god, someone gave him a haircut, and they got the perfect Bellamy curls. I love He's it. like, oh, spiffy. And, and then, then you I watched see the episode, full outfit, and you're like, oh, yeah. no. And I watched the whole episode, and I was like, why? But his hair is, like, so flat. I don't know how i right. noticed notice it so flat. Like, not only do I not believe anything that Bellamy is saying... Mm -hmm. But also, he doesn't even look like he knows what he's talking about. No, Like, I wonder if the reason why they didn't put him in a costume that actually fit is because, like, he literally just showed up and they just, like, grabbed one off the rack, you know? Like, like, is this supposed to be, like, an in-canon thing where they just, like, had some uniform and they didn't have one that, like, fit him perfectly or whatever? Right. I don't know, but, like... It doesn't make me believe him anymore. It makes me believe him less. Right. And, like, even Clark says, you look freaking dumb later. She's like, yeah. you look ridiculous. She's not wrong. Yeah. And I'm just like... Like, get him the tighter-fitting one. Why I, is he so I mean, special to get to wear that? Maybe, maybe it's to imply that, like, this isn't where Bellamy is supposed to be. Right. Like, it's a visual cue that this is wrong mm-hmm. and bellamy needs to snap out of it maybe I, yeah I don't know. when i was first watching i thought that that the reason why he was in the longer one was trying to tell us that bellamy had become the new first disciple because anders died or whatever mm-hmm. and so i was already really upset about that because i was like bro has been praying for 2.3 seconds right and has done like none of the work like he doesn't have any of the tattoos on his face right no so it's like how does he become a conductor when it seems like you have to be like an 11 a level 11 to become a conductor right like is it like you have to go through all this training to be a conductor unless you go to etheria and defeat them out like (laughs) whichever one comes first you know? Whichever one comes first, then you can be a conductor. Like, I would just volunteer to go to Ethereum then. Like, yeah. like just l- let me just speed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Why does Cadigan always have just, like, random tables set up everywhere? Like, at, at, he, it feels like every room he's in, he's like, I need to be ready to be eating something at all times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I respect that. Cadigan reminds us that he was once on the mountain, but I don't know anything about that. He says that he met Anders twice. He usually only meets them once every 20 years which is when he's woken and so does that mean that they've never had a first disciple for longer than 20 years and like I wonder if like every 20 years they get like a new first disciple who then goes to wake him up or like I wonder if it's like at the end of their oh I was gonna say at the end of like their reign is the first disciple they would go wake him up but he says that he had already woken him up before, which means that it can't have been at the end. It's either at the beginning or like somewhere in the middle that you wake him up or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out that Bellamy was apparently testing him to see if he has preferences for certain people. Right. But he doesn't. Um, why don't they call him Blake? Because it seems like everybody else goes by their, their last names except for Cadigan, who specifically goes by his first name. Are they calling... Well, are they calling Gabriel uh, Santiago? No, they're not. That's true. I guess it's got to be like a thing that... It's like, probably for us because yeah. that's what we refer to them by, but also like it doesn't make sense in canon. Yeah. Like this this scene sort of almost feels like we have old Bellamy because, you know, he's talking to him and he's testing him and like at like pleading for his friends and everything but we don't get him for the rest of the episode like it's just strange that he's like very you know he's loyal to his friends here in front of Cadigan but not to their faces yeah he's and like ashamed of caring about them right and like there's a there's a there's only so far that he goes yeah. even in person because like it's they're making it clear that like this is something he genuinely believes in yeah now but like they didn't show me him getting there. Yeah. Like, literally last season, Bellamy, like, looked at the primes and their, like, way of religion and was like, this is a crock of shit. Yeah. And- This is terrible. Like, this is just, like, this is not- I miss that man! he has literally looked cults in the face and been like, no, you're stupid. Yeah. And, like, he climbs up a mountain and eats one bug- (laughs) And, like, saves his friend from falling off a cliff, which is not even the first time he's pulled someone off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to believe that him hallucinating his mother and touching a warm ball of light that made him feel nice inside is enough for this man to believe that we should start the ultimate war for all mankind and risk becoming giant rock people (laughs) so that in the hopes that we can become giant light people. Like, that- It sounds so dumb when you say it like that. Yeah, but then, like, later when he's with Clark, he's like, well, what about all the other weird things that have happened? And I'm like, D- don't talk right now. Like, but at no point, like, even though later he's like, well, what, what, what about the Primes? And what about Allie and everything? Okay, but no one has ever- was ever like, I'm on Allie's team. Or I'm on the Primes right. team, you know? Like, you're the one who's being like, this like- is weird and stupid. I'm on their team, you know? Like, even when Murphy was like- Let's work with the primes. It was, let's scam these scammers yeah. so that we can live. Yeah. Like, it's not. And, like, also, Bellamy, in season four, he went with Clark and Jaha and saw the fact that Cadigan full on, like, had a bunch of people killed because they weren't the right, like, the amount level of, level level of they were like, supposed to be. Yeah. Like, is this guy your god? Because you're telling me that, like, all the senseless killing doesn't have to happen, and yet he let all of those people in that bunker die. Okay, Clark's sitting there looking at him like we watched those YouTube videos together. Yeah, and <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, I just so I miss Bellamy. <sighs> me too. I'm so excited to go back to the first three seasons because, like, even though season three Bellamy was like not my fave, mm-hmm. season two and season one Bellamy were my boys. I loved him. Yeah. Uh, and then Cadigan says, "You remind me of my son, Reese." How yeah. dare you? That guy sucked. <laughs> That guy was mean. Like, I'm sure Reese would get, like, some emotional, like, bad boy turned, like, heart of gold something something in- Which is what- Which is is what Bellamy did in, like, season one. But that's not- that we only got him for the pilot, so I didn't get any empathy from that man. He goes against whatsoever. his sister. He goes against his mom. He doesn't care about all the other people who are dying. He like like he just he's selfish and and then the mean way- in a way that Murphy isn't. You know, like if I, if you're like, hey, well, if you hate Reese for being selfish, what about Murphy? I mean, it's I mean different. Like, I mean, like season one, Murphy was kind of yeah that, but we've had time to like watch him grow. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we we didn't get that with Reese. And then all we get here is, like, you remind me of my son. Um, His sister probably killed him. Yeah, I, I don't think my know. daughter killed him. Ha <laughs> Oh, well. Like, like, sir? Like, that's not funny. If it's happening, like, if you're getting up, woken up every 20 years, like, it seems like it's maybe been, like, a couple years for you since you literally just left your entire family on that planet. Like, it should not be so distant. Right. Well, like, even not... Not even twenty, like not even a couple years, because like if he's getting woken up every couple years and told that nothing has happened, he probably like spends a day being like, "Hi, worship me," Mm -hmm. and then goes back to sleep. So it's probably been like less than a year for him. Well, I mean, it depends on how how it depends on how long, like before he set up Bardo or whatever. So, yeah, sure, a couple years. Yeah. They still seem to think that Callie might be in the flame, but I guess, like, Bellamy wouldn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I think Nyla. Nyla would know because she said that she was a flamekeeper, but, like, nobody... And Cadigan didn't know what that meant, so. Yeah. So Cadigan says that his friends will only be absolved if they find it, can repair it, and if it has the key. So it's not just, like, if we get the flame, you can, like, they're, they're gonna be let go. They have to find it, repair it, And it has to have the key in it. So, like, basically, the only way that they'll survive is if Cadogan gets to start his last war. Yeah. So we go to the scene between Echo and Raven and Bellamy, um, and we love Echo and Raven holding hands because they're sisters, they're family. Um, And Bellamy says, it's good to see both of you. Is it? (laughs) Me. Me. You, their sisters, me, they kiss sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Echo's like, it's been five plus years since I've seen you. Raven's like, it's been like three days since she's seen Bellamy. Right. And Bellamy's like, it's been three months. It's so good to see you. And Echo's like, you can't talk to me and tell me that it's good to see me. Okay. Like, yeah, I, just, I don't. <sighs> he also, he immediately notices Echo's face. And in I saw like a small bit of script to screen. And apparently he's supposed to like reach out for her and everything. And he didn't do any of that. Like, in the the script, as far as I saw, like, it was supposed to be a lot more, like, tender. Sure. And he just, like, stood there, and I'm like, like, was this the director? Like, I don't... Like, I... (sighs) I feel like in all of these, like, little vignettes that we get with, like each group of prisoners on Bardo that the women do an incredible job and like the men that are supposed to like emotionally compel me, I'm just like and maybe that's me and my like preference for like women in general, but gay, (laughs) gay, gay. I feel like just the the guys that they're supposed to play off of in all of the scenes like, just don't give as much back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why? But, like, clearly it was written yeah. that it was supposed to be, like, this, like, really tender moment where it, like, he shows emotion, like, about, like, what she's gone through. And, like, how different they are and, like, how, like, you you still get to the end point of this, like, conversation with that happening. And, like, but the ch- and the choice to just leave that out That's is strange. weird. Yeah, I li- I like the way it was written more than the yeah. way it came off. Yeah. Um, so Bellamy says, we believe that the flame can be repaired. No, you do. Who's we? Cadigan doesn't know anything about the flame. Yeah. Who's we? You think it'll be repair- repaired. So Raven genuinely does not know where it is, and now she's getting, like, tortured in, in MCAP. Neat. Like, either she got tortured and they figure it out, or or she doesn't get tortured and she just lets them see the fact that she does not know. Right. And she says even if she did know, she wouldn't say and she also says so much for family. And I'm like, Oh, oh that Raven. one hit me. Raven, you finally <laughs> you, you got me now. Like I've I've have I have my problems with the way Raven's been written for the last like couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But like this is the Raven that I like remember. Yeah. And it's like nice at the end of the yeah. episode that we like get to keep Raven yeah for a little bit longer. It's just like weird that it was her instead of like Echo who has also worn the mm-hmm. the like um and Octavia. Who's also worn the helmets and stuff. Well, I guess, and, and like they've, they've worn the helmets, but they haven't used them to operate the stone, right? So I guess that's why we keep Raven. We also probably keep Raven because if anyone, she'll be able to like figure out how to fix the flame. Right. Um. So Echo's like, "Hey, I don't even freaking know you," and Bellamy says, "I'm the man you love." Like, hi, and she's like, "No, no," And she's like. Swear! at the end of the scene when he like just like leaves her there i'm like so are you guys broken up like echo break up with him challenge like he's toxic (laughs) right like are you guys still together because you deserve better like everyone seems to have like considered that a breakup but i'm sitting here like i'm on i i feel like we're unclear yeah does bellamy know about the time dilation like someone must have told him because echo's literally like i waited five years for you and bellamy isn't like wait what huh? Five years? What? And she's like, okay, so if we can't find the flame, you're just going to like watch us die? Is that what's going to happen? And Bellamy says, well, I don't want to. (laughs) And she's like, that's not the question. And (sighs) he's like, what do you do when you believe in something, but the people that you love think it's crazy? Bro, you're literally preaching to the choir. Echo was that person. Right. Echo believed in in grounder culture. She believed in in Asgeta. And everyone else thought she was crazy, especially in Space Crew. She had, like, that had to be, like, like she taught had to, out of her. Right. She had to, like, sacrifice everything she was, like, forced to learn in, like, her entire childhood where she was, like, used as a spy. And, like, she had to undo all of that knowledge to, like, be part of this family. And, like, I feel like she did the work, even though, like, she still obviously has, like, loyalty issues and, like, revenge issues. But, and Bellamy, like, like, if anyone, she would get it. Mm -hmm. And she would be able to be like, hey, I know exactly where you're coming from, but like the way that you guys pulled me out of that, I need to pull you back out of this. Yeah. And he's just like, no. No. (laughs) So she's like, is all of this, is your new belief system literally worth watching us die? Mm. And he says, yes. Yep. He says yes, so that there will be no more violence for all mankind. This is not Bellamy. I'm... Like, this makes me so sad. Bellamy was one of my favorite characters. It's like, how do we go back and talk about the first three seasons knowing that this is what he becomes? Like, he better get snapped out of this. I don't know how they're going to do that, but like, he better, because I'm s- upset. Like, and if it would be one thing if, if we had spent the entire, what episode we're we on now? 12? 12. If we had spent the first 11 episodes telling me, like, that Bellamy's been gone for, like, 10 years like Octavia yes. was or something, and, like, that is how he like lost his belief in like his friends and switched over to this like big deep journey of becoming someone else and like using the the shepherd to like get through this hardship that he's like faced for like a decade but we and like and like if if clark had been also gone for like A considerable amount of time. Because, like, we didn't see either of them for, like, the majority of these episodes. It's because time was moving faster on all of these other places, and she was on Nakara. And so, like, the time that she was on Nakara, I guess, that, like, so many things happened on Bardo. But, like, I have my own problems about, like, how now our storylines are coming together, and the timing is off than what you told me was the time violation between these two places before. And, like, I would- I would just, it would be so much more impactful to get to, like, this point and this, like, breaking point between these characters if we had spent the first half of the season seeing how they got there. Yeah. But then they just decided to tell me, like... Last week that Bellamy like spent three months on a mountain. How hard would it have like, been to make it at least a year? He would probably look right. exactly the same. Like I would just, I would just believe it so much more if Bellamy had been there for like a longer period of time. Also, like, whose like if whose if we have hair grows that fast in three months? Nobody does not grow that fast. No, weird. And like, like if we had. I just, there's so much room here to play with, like, time and planets because, like, that's the world you've given me. Like, you've given me the pieces where you can play and make this up and, like, put anybody in any sort of time frame. Like, if Bellamy had been on Penance and Penance was, like, full of, like, hardships or trials or whatever. Or if he had, like, popped out on the other side of Penance or, like, and, like, missed Octavia somehow, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I just... I don't believe it. I haven't found Bellamy unlikable since season three, and so I'm really sad. (laughs) Yeah. I liked Bellamy in all the seasons except for season three and this one, and so I'm like, why are we ending the season by making him unlikable? It's just, yeah, it, like, this is literally the last season of the entire show, and, like, we didn't put any care into, like, Bellamy or Clark or, like, any of the characters that, like, are the reason that most of the people watching the show are here yeah. like they we I care about hope and I care about Octavia because that's what you've told me this season and those actresses are both very good but that shouldn't have been what it was about yeah. like I don't know it's just disappointing it's just like weird because even though like Murphy is in the Murphy's in the storyline that I don't care that much about and that I don't like like and so like my favorite character this season isn't even Murphy yeah because I don't even recognize him that much. My favorite character is Hope. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Hope, we'll move on to her scene with Jordan. Mm-hmm. So Jordan wants to talk to her because I guess they're like putting them in groups of two. So, yeah. you know, we've got Octavia and Clark, Echo and Raven, Hope and Jordan, and then I guess Nyla and Miller. And then at some point, like, he's like, put Gabriel with the others. And so Gabriel goes with like, I assume Nyla and Miller because... I feel like Nyla and Miller had scenes that were cut. Yes, there was a deleted scene that I saw pictures of between... Bellamy and Miller, and mm-hmm. that would have been interesting. I thought, yeah, like I, I feel like this. The conversations he had with Echo and Clark were obviously more important. Yes, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see that since they were both part of the hundred. Yeah, I would be interested in if somebody were to like write some sort of like out scene of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would read it. So Jordan wants to talk to Hope, and Hope's literally like, "Hi, we're not friends." Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. Like that's so. Um, like, blunt of her, and she's right, I mean, she's going through something, she doesn't want to freaking talk to you. No. I like how, how Jordan, like, it's really telling of, like, the way that they were both raised, that Jordan's, like, hi, we have so much in common, like, we were, like, I was also raised alone, and, like, had my parents are both dead, and, like, I've only heard stories about these people, and they're not my friends, and, And like, like, it's, it's earnest, and genuine, and it's nice, but Hope is literally, like, my life is a thousand times harder than yours. don't talk to me <laughs> yeah exactly you lived like your you lived until you're like mid-20s hanging out with your parents. Your yeah. life didn't get hard until your mid-20s. Yeah my life's been hard since 10. Yeah. No. He's like, well, maybe you want to talk to me because you don't have any friends, and so I'll be your friend. He said, like you said, raised alone, heard stories, doesn't feel like he's friends with these people. And it, I, I'm inclined to agree, it doesn't feel like he's friends with these no. people. It feels like he's just, like, a prop to remind everybody of Monty. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, like, Jordan's fault. I think that it's, like... I think it's a like failure that's- of the writing, and ha- like, and overall how do you not in the see- series. And how do you not see him that way? You know, like, when Clark looks at him, you see Monty. Oh, yeah. It's like, for example, um, I go to high school and then my sister, my younger sister follows me and everyone, you know, all the teachers and stuff are talking to her like she's not named Callie. She's named Robin's sister. You know what I mean? Right. Like people aren't necessarily always thinking of Jordan as Jordan. They're thinking of him as Monty and Harper's son who is named after Jasper. Exactly. Because those are the people that they all know. Right. Yeah. And like he doesn't get to be his own person and I think that's a failure of both like that's what other people see him as, and it's a failure of the writing because they haven't taken the time to build Jordan out as a person in his own right. They literally just bring him up when they want other people to feel bad because that's not what Monty would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say, we never get to remember Harper. Ever. Ever. Who? Like, Harper was great, and I'm sure she was a great mom. I don't know. She was like low-hanging fruit, so I don't know why we <laughs> probably God. aren't talking about her. <laughs> no. Um, so then she starts talking about Dev, and I'm like, okay, but what did he do? Like, one of my main questions that I have on my questions list is, what did Dev do to get sent to Penance? Right. And they keep bringing him up, but they don't tell me what he did. Girl, you're never gonna know. You're never gonna know. <sighs> and then she says, so yeah, she killed her own mother, and, like, this is when Jasper, or Jordan would be like, I'm not my dad, but my dad killed his own mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he calls- He probably didn't get that story. <laughs> yeah. He calls Dioza a hero, but he wasn't there, so I'm not sure who told him that. And he goes, she didn't do it to save your life, Hope. And me and Sam both go, she,
1: she did, did it to save, save your soul. soul. And
0: then he goes, she did it to save your soul. And we were like, wow. <laughs> and like, Whoa. when we literally when we watched... The episode two weeks ago yeah. where the Dioza guy. dies. Like, we were just like, but why? And then Brittany was like, she did it to save her soul. Yeah. And so, like, this was this was a long time coming. Yeah. Obviously. But, I don't know, I'm still just still disappointed that it happened that way. Yeah. Thanks. So then they hug and she cries. And the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is so nice. Because I still see them both as, like, children, kind of. Yeah. Um, And then the second time I watched it, I was like, are people going to ship this? Oh, God, no. Please don't. Because I don't want that. I mean, you do you, have fun, ship whatever you want, but to me they're also still children. Yeah, that kind of makes me uncomfy. Obviously they're both adults, sure, um, but they still feel like children to me, so that kind of makes me a little uncomfy, but whatever. So then we move on to Octavia and Clark. When Bellamy walks in in this scene, uh, there's a little bit of a hand continuity error, um but I will excuse it. Like also I got to say I appreciate Clark and Octavia holding hands. Yeah. And like I, I like this moment between Clark and Octavia. Like it's really sweet that like Octavia understands her now and like but also mm, I'm I'm of two minds. I'm like my my simple easy to please mind is like, "Oh, we have like emotional growth and like development and caring for each other." And my annoyed feminist mind is also like, "Oh, so women can't understand each other until they become mothers." Right. Really? So that's kind of a perfect segue into my first thing, which is that Octavia says that she understands Clark because she's a mother now. And did you have thoughts on Octavia calling Hope our little girl? I did. I thought that was really sweet. And like, also I kind of like, in a weird way, sort of shipped Octavia and Diosa for like five minutes in that episode or whatever. But also like, I don't know, it was just really sweet that like, she considered her like her little girl and not like her little sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Octavia cries about hope, and I think that it's probably because she kind of feels like she failed in raising her, because, you know, they were gone for such a long time, and now they couldn't even protect her from, like, the terrible world that they had to live in. Yeah. (laughs) So, then Bellamy walks in, and, um what are those? <laughs> what are you wearing on your feet? Clark basically says to him that she at first like be- still believed that he was trying to help him help them. Yeah. And like was trying to figure out how this could possibly have helped them. But she like come to the conclusion that like just like was not helpful. And so he must just be a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bellamy says, I'm sorry, I couldn't lie to him. I couldn't lie to the shepherd. I couldn't lie to Cadigan. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just so weird because, like, Bellamy's, Bellamy's lied to people before for, like, the sake of his friends. Mm -hmm. Who is this man? (sighs) Like, I would be, I would believe so much more that he had been lobotomized if you gave me a reason. Yeah. Like, what, what was in that scorpion? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. So he starts telling the story of what happened to him on Etheria. And we don't get literally any new information. And what they do is, and I'm not saying that this is true, Mm -hmm. but this is what the editing tells me. So Bellamy starts making this speech that is supposed to be really meaningful and emotional. Mm -hmm. And this is the speech that's supposed to make us believe that all of this was for something and that this is the reason why he's like this now. Yeah. And instead of like focusing on Bob's face, we cut away to flashbacks of an episode that we literally watched last week. Yeah. And then when we f- when we cut away from those, we're not even getting Bob, we're getting Eliza and Marie. And so, I'm not saying this is true, but, but the way that this editing tells me is that Bob's performance wasn't good enough to stay on. Yeah. I once again, I'm not saying that that's true. But by editing it that way, that's what you're telling me as someone who has edited films before. Right. As someone who has edited films, when you don't like someone's performance, you cut away from them and go to someone else's performance that you like better. Yeah. And so if Bob's performance isn't good enough... That's when you have to cut away to flashbacks of things that we saw last episode with nothing new. Like, he touches the light and we thought, oh my god, we're finally going to see what happened inside the light that makes him actually feel this way. And then it turns out that in canon, he literally says, and then I just flashed back to the present. And then I woke up. Like, Like, we really thought, like, the reason that they were giving us these flashbacks, which the only reason to do so is because, like either it's been a long time since we saw them, which is not true because it was last week, mm-hmm. or you're going to show us something that we didn't see. And they don't do that either. Like I was really expecting to see whatever he saw that convinced him to change and in the like, light. And then like fine, and then like fine. I'll eat my words then. I was like sure. Something. I was like if 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 you show me what he saw that like convinced him to change his mind, I will I will believe that this is what what Bellamy believes now and I will understand why. But they didn't do that. And, like, they literally say all he did was, like, touch the light and feel peace inside. And then he woke up and it stopped raining. And it's like- And that was two days ago. And I'm like, that's not enough. No. I don't believe it. Like, you have to- you have to make me believe it. And so he says that he now knows, like, why they're here and where they're going. How? What? For, like, three days, though. Like, you- like, this is not- it, it- why didn't this happen, like, early in his trip? why didn't this happen earlier in his trip when he first got to the Cave of Ascension or whatever? And right. then, like, it would have been, like, a couple... I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. So he says that the, it's real and the war is coming. And I'm like, are you just taking everybody's, like, word for that, though? Because, like, Jordan says that it's a test. So, like, did you see the war in your vision or are you just taking everybody's word for it? Right. That had nothing to do with your vision, though. So how do you know that? And so he's, like... They think that, like, they become the light or something, and Octavia, you know, brings up Medusa and brings up the, um, crystal giants, because, you know, Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And then Bellamy starts bringing up the weird stuff that happened to him. And I was like, sure, but that's, that, but you were always you when that was happening. Right. You know? Like, he didn't, like I said before, it's not like he was like, oh, true, this totally makes sense, and I'm gonna go join Allie. Like, that's what Jaha did. Yeah. You're telling me that Jaha was in his right mind? In season three? Is that what you're telling me? That's what... Like, is that what you're telling me? Hmm. No. And like you said, even... Like, he brings up Allie, and then he also brings up the Primes. And, like, when Murphy went onto the Prime side, it's to save himself, and also because he wanted to, like, still protect everybody else. Like, it's... It, it reminds me of Echo this season, how she, like, went in with the enemy, but it was ultimately to save everybody. Right. And this, that's not what he's doing. Like, every other time we've seen that, it's either been... This person is crazy, like Jaha. Yeah. Or this person is still running their own agenda and siding with... What kind of crime do you think that is? Emergency. Kind okay. Of, yeah, but what emergency is it? Hmm. Ooh, it's close. <laughs> Whatever, it's over now. Beach, Nothing bad. Beach incident. <laughs> siding with... And Or like someone is running their own agenda and siding with the bad guy is pro, like productive or like... What's the word I'm looking for? Beneficial mm. to their their ultimate agenda of saving the good guys mm-hmm. and like saving our friends. But Bellamy is is trying to convince us that he is in his right mind, but also that this is the like these bad guys are the good guys and not the people that we've been told to care about for one hundred and thirty years. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. Like you're pulling a major Jaha. You <laughs> choices. Uh, so then, Clark tells him that his clothes look stupid, and I'm inclined to agree. Um, and she refuses to give up the location of the flame. And Bellamy's like, "Well, you were gonna do it yesterday." And Clark's like, "I was lying. <laughs> Can you believe it? I lied to the shepherd. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I did that. Yikes!" And so she brings up the fact that they are best friends, and she thought he was dead. And I'm like, "Sure, but like for like 20 minutes, like <laughs> right? Oh, uh, like, like, like you said." Uh, Echo has thought he was, be- was dead for, like, the last three months because mm-hmm. and, like, spent five years apart from him trying to get back to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, her devastation over his death, yeah. pretty big deal, because, like, they were a couple. Mm-hmm. Octavia spent ten years apart from him, where she had to, like, let him go in the belief that she would never see him again, saw him again, watched him die in front of her, and, like, then spent another three months, like, without him on this weird, crazy planet. And then Clark shows up, is told he's dead... And then he shows up maybe half, maybe half an hour later, yeah. like two hours. Not yeah, and not to like downplay her grief or anything. No, sure. Because like even thinking someone you love is dead for like one minute is horrible. Oh, for sure. But it's just like compared to like everybody else, it's kind of you know, I'm not trying to say like that, you, that Clark wouldn't grieve or yeah. like feel devastated over like losing Bellamy. Like she right. would. And like also, I understand. Also, it. to be clear, this isn't like a ship thing we're talking about. Oh no. So yeah. I, I just think it's it's not like like Clark has for sure gone on a, on an emotional roller coaster, but Clark's emotional roller coaster has like lasted a lot less, less time. time. So like she didn't even really get the chance to sit with that kind of grief. Uh-huh before finding out it wasn't true. And then she gets a whole new kind of grief because Bellamy's just an idiot now. Yeah. So he says that he refused to give up on her, so why is she giving up on him? Probably because you betrayed them. And, like, I don't think she's, like, necessarily, like, outright giving up on him. Yeah, she she specifically says she says it's not about you, it's about Cadigan. I'm not helping Cadigan. Right, and, like, they're, she's arguing with him because, like, because she cares about him, because, like, it hurts so much more that someone she cares about is actively betraying them, and, like, siding with the clear enemy, and, like, it just, uh, mm. yeah. So then she tells him to go float himself, which is great. (laughs) Nice Um, throwback there. And then he, like, turns to Octavia, like, are you gonna let her talk to me like that? And Octavia's like, yep. Yep. And she, like, turns away from him, which is great. I I like that Octavia now gets to be, like, the disappointed older sibling because (laughs) of the way the time dilation has worked. (laughs) <laughs> it's a nice role reversal for them. Yeah, I like that. Um, and also Bellamy's like, oh man, well that's my full list of people I love who are mad at me. <laughs> I and, like Raven was there. Like I Raven want, was like, in the room. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way. I want more um, unpacking though between Octavia and Bellamy because yeah. like I feel like there's a few conversations that they need to have before before it's over. I do have to say but I really, don't know if they're gonna get to. I really appreciate that like the people that Bellamy's like the most close to that like the people that he goes to see is four women. Like it's really nice that, that there are so many women on the show. Mm-hmm. That Like when Dioza died it was like It wasn't okay, because it was, like, horrible, obviously, but, like, we still have so many women, it's not like we, like, lost our token woman or anything. Right. So, let's send Clark to MCAP, because Bellamy doesn't give a crap, um, and he says that what he's doing is what he has to do. It's like, I don't- that's not what you- no. So then he walks out, and Doucette is there, and they're both wearing the same outfit, which kind of told me that- Bellamy wasn't the new first disciple or whatever yeah um I was like are you guys gonna like kiss this time because like there's there's still some vibes here and Doucette says that they will understand when we transcend and I'm like but won't they be dead before that right like like so, does, like does everybody who is ever dead transcend when like you? like is the is transcendence heaven for like all of a species so like even the people who have like ever existed like before on earth like every living human being once you like once Clark passed the tests or every, every exists. I don't even know. Every human being who has ever existed past, present or future. Or like, transcends. Do you have to, like, or do you have to like ha- do the transcendence thing? And then everyone who dies past that transcends because if so, like hope, like just missed her mom. Yeah. You know, and that sucks. Or like, because if well, and, and even if they're going to get executed, they don't, they won't transcend. Yeah. So like True. they don't, if, if that's the case. Yeah. <sighs> Like, I would like to believe, if this is what they're doing, that, like, if they eventually transcend because Clark passes some kind of test, Mm -hmm. that, like, everyone they've ever cared about is, like, there with them. Because, like, that's kind of, like, the ideal of heaven in most religions anyway. So, like, I think that would be, like, I, I feel like there's not gonna be a lot of emotional, like, satisfaction out of wherever we're headed anyway, but- of the options I feel like that's one way that would be kind of satisfying but I'm just you haven't given me a reason to believe that becoming that transcending and becoming these light creatures is better than having gone into the city of light in season three like you haven't given me a reason like that's what they would have done if Bellamy had touched the light and he had like seen the heaven of the transcended beings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I would believe him being it's real, it's real. I saw it. Yeah, I saw the proof. I've been there. I've seen it. Like if he had seen like his mom and like Pike and like Kane or Abby and like everybody sorry, that he has Sam, cared they're about. They're never gonna bring up Kane. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm not getting my hopes up for that. Like I'm not. I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. I'm just saying, like. If that, if Bellamy had seen everyone he ever cared about and lost, like, Lincoln, like, if he had seen all of those people, and, like, they had they had, like, all told him that this is what matters, or, like, even if his mom had told him, like, had said something that would have, like, made a difference... I would have been like, yeah, sure. Uh Let's go with him. But then that doesn't work with the ideals of Bardo, you know? Because then they're just like, like, what do the people of Bardo see? Like, nobody? Or just, like, random people because they don't care about it? I don't know. Well, like, and and the ideals of Bardo, though, is messed up anyway because Cadogan is their leader and he's, like, misinterpreted all of this information and built his own religion about it where he is the one that's worshipped and, like, the way that Becca in the the backdoor pilot was like, you're not ready for this. Mm-hmm. He's like misinterpreted and taken it way too far. So like he's the wrong person for it. And like all of these people on Bardo have like dedicated their lives to like the wrong kind of message. And like, I don't know. I'm just... There's so much potential in each part of this storyline and none of it is getting delivered on and it's sacrificing like the characters and relationships that we care about and I'm just like... Sad. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, whatever I'm making up in my head, or, like, other people are theorizing about, is better than whatever I'm gonna get. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, so my next note was just, why is he a conductor? He has not done anything. (laughs) Right. Uh, So that was my last note on that storyline. But, um, so we go into Clark fighting the MCAP, and my main question about this was, like, Octavia knows how to, like, block it without hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. She did that for, like, through like, a while, like, I can not remember the exact- like, they've had so many, like, tiny time jumps that I can't remember exactly how much it was, but- Like, at least probably, like, a week for Yeah, her. a week or something, like, Levitt taught her how to do it, and Octavia didn't tell Clark. I mean, you know, you could say, oh, she didn't have time because Clark, like, got taken away so quickly, but, yeah. like, you know, Clark knows where the flame is, so, like, at no point would Octavia be like, they'll probably gonna take you to MCAP, let me tell you how to block it without hurting yourself, but sure. Right, like, I- I get why we didn't, but, like, it just sucks. Yeah. So then um, Shona is also here, and um, it's spelled S-H-O-A-N-A, and I thought it was C-H-O-N-A because um, of Shoni from Riverdale. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Um, last episode we saw Levitt. Uh, where is he? I'd like to know. Because apparently he's fine and still doing his job. Well, he's re- he's taking a nap. Maybe he's, he's working with Raven. You know how when anyone is not... Uh, Raven needs a random well, male he's... love interest. <laughs> goodbye. Also, Raven and Gabriel looked at each other for like two minutes at the end of this episode and I was like, maybe I felt something. (laughs) I'm glad that they've been showing Shona because I thought that all the conductors were men for a second because we had never seen a female conductor, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, They say that Clark is almost close to hemorrhaging and Bellamy says to Cadigan that he does not think that Clark knows where it is. Is he lying? Like, he says he won't lie to the- like, does he genuinely think that Clark doesn't know where it is? Because he said he wouldn't lie to the shepherd. Like, maybe- But it kind of feels like when they're like, she's almost gonna die, he's gonna- he, like, turns and is like, I- I don't think she knows. I- yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of old Bellamy coming out, because, yeah. like, he just doesn't like seeing his friend be tortured. Yeah. But, like, so, yeah, I think that is a bit of a lie just to get them to, like, not kill her. But, like, you put her here in the first place, bud. Yeah. And, like, you knew she wouldn't just, like, give- <sighs> mm Like, I'm just disappointed in this scene as well, because, like, I'm both grateful that we don't have to watch Clark tortured for more than, like, three minutes, but I'm also, like, we didn't see anything in her head, or, like- Like, that was kind of the pull of this episode, I thought, and nothing happened. Like, that's what you were luring me in with with the trailer, was, like, seeing Clark, like, go through her memories, and Bellamy, like, struggle emotionally with, like, siding with the wrong guys while watching Clark's memories and, like, realizing- like, seeing the radio calls or, like, realizing how much she actually cares about him or, like, yeah, any of that. Yeah, his mind because he saw it, yeah. Yeah, but that's not what we got here. We just got Clark in extreme pain, Bellamy watching and, like, half acidly trying to stop it, and then Clark's- Clark is the one that figures out how to save herself anyway, and then Bellamy's like, you could have just told everybody, and she's like, no. no, and like she's literally sitting there crying and bleeding out of her head, and he's just like has so much less emotion than I would expect from Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Because like when people he cares about are in danger, he's, he ha- he he does something. Like Bellamy is the like the heart. Like that's what everyone. Oh, ouch! You know? Yeah. Like the he- like it's the like the head and the heart. He acts on his heart, and like where where is it? Did he leave it on Etheria? I don't get it. You know that sucks. So Cadogan is like sure that she knows because she wouldn't be fighting so hard if she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um. So he tells Doucette to go and send the first of her friends to penance, and of course Clark is like, wait, wait, wait. Um. But who's first? The first of her friends. Which who? Who's first? <laughs> I'd like to know. Um. Like, is it like is it Miller who was first in the <laughs> front? Because if I was Clark, I'd be like, uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So she says that she will take them there, but only once everyone else is safe. And Kateg is literally like, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. And Bellamy says it didn't have to be like this. And Clark Oh wait. No, Clark says it didn't have to be like this. And Bellamy says, yes, it did. No, it didn't. Oh, I got that backwards, my B. But but like, no, it didn't. Right. It's your fault. Wait. Like, yeah, you're right. no, you're right. Bellamy said it didn't have to be like this. Yeah. And Clark was like, yes, yes it did. Because but like, like it didn't have to be but this still. way. It's Bellamy's fault though. But yeah. Exactly, like, it didn't have to be this way, but it didn't have to be this way because Bellamy didn't have to torture Clark. Like, he knows that she's not gonna just give it up. Yeah. And, like, if it didn't have to be this way, you didn't have to torture your friends. Yeah. So we go back into the stone room um, and the line goes Miller, Hope, Octavia, Nyla, Raven, Echo, Jordan, and Gabriel. Um, The first time I watched uh, I was like confused because like Raven isn't next to Gabriel and I didn't like notice the moment like when they skip over Raven until the second time I watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, Raven has a bit of a bruise on her face but other than that she seems fine so I don't think she like hurt herself too much in the MCAP. they may have actually seen her memories. Cadigan says that he does not trust her, so she needs to give collateral, which is... Like, honestly, fair. If I was Cadigan, I would probably do the same thing because, once again, yeah, Clark is not really very trustworthy. And so they're putting their helmets on to protect their memory. And so mm-hmm. if they sent them to- I was thinking, like, oh, they, they sent them to a random planet. They didn't send them to Sanctum. And sure. so I, I was like, well, if they have to, pro- like, protect their memory, then they must not have been going to Etheria because Etheria is the exact same place. Like, is the exact same amount of time. Right, so, because, like, Bellamy didn't forget anything when he went through. Right, but now that I'm thinking about it, they may have just done that, um, uh, what's it called, performatively, because they're, he's trying to tell them they went to Sanctum, you know, if they went to, they totally went to Sanctum, so they need to protect their memory because you're going to lose your memory on Sanctum. So really, I guess they could have gone anywhere, except for penance. I do not think they went to penance, because if they went to penance, as soon as you get to Sanctum... They're dead. You spend ten minutes on Sanctum, all your friends on Penance are dead. Because Penance goes so fast. Yeah, because Penance, like, three minutes on Penance, or three minutes on Sanctum is ten years on Penance. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they're on Penance as well. I agree yeah. with you. I think they either went to Etheria or Earth, mm-hmm. but- Especially I, because most of the people know how to get through Nakara. They know where the thing is on Nakara. Yeah, they know where the thing is on Nakara, and, well, and like, while they don't have any- They have helmets, so they should have the codes in their helmets, Right? Don't they make them take the helmets off? Like, no, they make them put the helmets they on the helmets right on before to they go through. They to protect their memory. So they all have their helmets. So like, they don't send anybody in with them, so we're just alone. Wait, so they all have helmets, and the reason that we didn't send Gabriel and Raven through is because they can work the stone, but they all have helmets that literally have the, like, press here to go to there. Unless, they, unless they're unless they like, oh, we disabled that in the settings. But, like, they didn't tell us that. No. Well, I mean, maybe we'll learn next episode when we see them, if they if we see the next episode. I don't know. So, so are they on Earth? Are they on Earth? Because if they went to Earth, it's irradiated. And the thing is off, so when are you getting them back? So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they went to Earth, they can't leave. They can't Because, leave. like, they can't turn it on the stone. Unless they have, like, the, the code to turn it on. Which is, like, why I think maybe Earth. Because yeah. otherwise... They could just figure out how to leave. They're just going to be put back in the bunker. And that's going to be safe from the radiation, I guess? No, because they probably left the door open when they left. Yeah. Well, is it... Because ra- it's radiation, isn't it? Like the bomb that they dropped? Yeah, he dropped a nuke. Yeah. Right? Okay. So they're going to send the but fighters- like But, depending on how time works, they've been gone from Earth for like 125 years. And like, who knows how long... Time has lasted on Earth since we left. Like, if we travel with the stone, right? So, like, it could have, it could be like three hundred years later on Earth, and, and like then everything's, fine. and then stuff has like actually started to grow back. And, that's how we're gonna bring it back to Earth at the end of this of the season. Yeah, is how that's how, and then everything Earth is gonna be better now. Because like Monty couldn't wait; like he he waited the like allotted amount of time that it was supposed to take, but like maybe. I think- I think you're right. I think that's how we're bringing it back to Earth. Like, you're right. time- so much time has passed, or time has worked in, like, some kind of weird way that it's, like, the past on Earth now or something. Oh, God. So. So, um, they send through Miller, Hope, Octavia, and Nyla, and then they skip Raven, and so Echo is like- and Raven's like, um, what the heck? So everyone has their restraints off except for Raven at this point. And then- Uh, Echo says, oh, are you sending the fighters through first? And Cadigan's like, meh. So the fighters include Miller, Hope, Octavia, Echo, but also Nyla. And then then Jordan is last. So I guess that makes sense because Jordan's not a fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they skip Raven, they don't take off her restraints, um, and then he says they didn't send them to Sanctum. Well, Raven's like, oh, he didn't send them to Sanctum. Why didn't you say something before? Like, why didn't- <laughs> she didn't- re- oh. Did she not realize it until, like, they decided not to send her through? I don't know, it seemed like she was like, hmm, like, the whole time though. So yeah, where are they? We think it's- it's gotta be either Earth or Etheria, and I'm hoping that it's Earth. Um, Gabriel and Raven know how the stone works, but it- like, a lot of them do. They're the only two who ha- that have pressed the buttons, though, I guess. And so they're like, Bellamy Did you know about- what? Jordan's gonna start a farm on Earth. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I'm sorry. So they're like, Bellamy, did you know about this? Yes. Bellamy knew about it, but he doesn't know where they went. You let your sister go to some random ass planet, and you didn't know where she was going. Okay. Who are- who is this man? So they say once they have the key, everyone is welcome to fight the last war with them. Um, and even if they don't want to fight, they will save them anyway because they are part of mankind and it's for all mankind. Mm-hmm. So they get back to Sanctum and Murphy's just playing chess with Shade Hedda, like he do, and Murphy <laughs> seems like actually quite pleased to see Clark, which I like. Right. And Indra's also there and she's gonna be wondering where Gaia is and so will I. I really- the most in-character Murphy moment that we've had is when Murphy sees Clark show up. Yeah. Because he's like, finally this bitch is back i ain't yeah. gotta be the hero no more yeah, like i problem. missed you it's like and also raven's here he's like dope also i like their like weird relationship between murphy and clark Me because too. like they they just understand each other in like this weird bro friendship way like and in I 703 just, like, when um the, she's like we need someone with Nightblood to go in and murphy's like clark will go in and clark's like oh, i'll do it <laughs> yeah so yeah, intro is gonna be wondering where Gaia is because because she's gonna be like, "Where's Gaia?" and Kirk's gonna be like, "Is she not here?" Right. Because the last time she saw her, Gaia was like, "I'll go back," you know. Yep. So the, neither nobody knows who, where Gaia is, including me. Tell um, me where she is. I will slide you guys a crisp Canadian twenty-dollar bill to tell me where Gaia is. Yeah. It's shiny. Yeah. It, you can see through it. It's, it's cool. Plastic. It's coated cool it in Yeah. Like, sometimes I've found Canadian money inside, like, ice, like, in the winter, <laughs> and then you just, like, wait for it to, to, to melt, melt so that you can take your cool 20 out. That's literally a cool 20. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so here's the last note that I have on this episode, which is basically that, like, when I did all of the math before, mm-hmm. one month on Sanctum equaled one month or three months on Bardo. Right. It's been around four, maybe five months on Bardo. hmm And it's been, like, a week or two on Sanctum, which doesn't work with the, like, time violation that they gave us before. And how long did season six last? Because now next episode we're finally getting the Red Sun, which we talked about which literally I, all last episode. I just, I guess I manifested that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's only been a, a month since the first time we had the Red Sun? Like, because it's every month, right? Like supposed, like, yeah. Like, I thought... I could be wrong, so someone correct me if I am. But I thought that when we got to Sanctum, the explanation for the red sun is like a monthly eclipse. Yeah. Of the of the two monthly suns. Monthly eclipse of the sun. And that creates the toxin in the air. Yeah. And every like we don't even have a way to like hide like to stop it. We just hide from it. Yeah. Ugh, it's gonna be so chaotic. Cadigans gonna be like what? <laughs> I just, (laughs) Katakan's gonna, like, lose his mind and, like, start killing people. Yeah. And, like, or Shade Hedda is gonna become even worse. Oh, God. Like, somebody's gonna die next week, or in the next three weeks, or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. People are dying. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Neat. People also suspect that this is the episode where Bellamy is gonna die. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, y'all better snap him back to himself real quick. You better, like, bring that red sun toxin in, and he, like, wakes up, and he's like, I care about my friends, and then he's like, angry enough to kill the bad guys like okay it's like either i'm i'm like of two minds i'm either like you know what as long as he like gets snapped out it'll be okay like maybe this will snap him out and then we can keep him Mm -hmm. but my other, other side of me is like okay well if he's gonna stay like this like let's just kill him and then i don't have to deal with him anymore and we'll be out of our misery and just like have to remember that this is the way it ended and that sucks but right at least we won't have to deal with him anymore you know exactly So now we're going to move on to segments. Um, My first segment is the Post-Apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. Mine goes to Clark and Murphy for... What the hell happened here? Gee, where to begin? (laughs) (laughs) And mine goes to Shade, and Indra for... Let the others do that, Indra. You ordered Tree Crew to clean up the blood. I'm Tree Crew. Like, I really feel like the way it was written was like, no, you told Tree Crew to do it. I'm Tree Crew. But the way that she delivered it was like, <laughs> you told Tree Crew to do it. I'm Tree Crew. So. <laughs> Which like, I, I, I like the, the, just the, the extra little sass that Adina yes. puts into it. And like, every, everything Adina does is flawless in my opinion. Especially this. Uh, she's a delight. And I love that we're finally getting more Indra content. I just hate that it comes in like, the worst season. Yeah. And my first segment is, uh, what is Sam shipping this week? I guess I'm gonna, mm. You talked about Raybriel. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna give it to a toss-up between Echo and Raven and Raven and Gabriel, because I just, Raven deserves, like, a love interest that pans out in a decent way. I like, and like Gabriel flirts with everybody. Oh, yeah. So I, I like anything. He really, he just, he- Chuku like, has the look down. So, like, anytime he looks at literally any other character, it's just like, ooh, yes. And it's, like, it's also convincing because, like, Gabriel has lived, like, 200 years or whatever. And you know that, like, sexuality is bound to be fluid if you live for 200 years. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are, those are my thoughts, and just pour one out for my space crew OT3 of, uh, Raven Echo and Bellamy, because I don't know this man. Well, you know what, I'm, like, I just keep thinking about the fact that Bellamy and Murphy are now in the same room again, Mm. I did not think I was getting my Murphy endgame, and I still don't think it's gonna happen, because now, at this point, I'm just like, Bellamy, stay away from Murphy. (laughs) Stay away, you monster. (laughs) (laughs) My next segment is the most vibrant protagonist award, which is, uh, the MVP. So this week's MVP is, like, Murphy, I guess? Yeah. Sure. Murphy or maybe Indra. Yeah, sure. Honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Extra, like, maybe honorable mentioned Clark. Yeah. But, yeah, it was Murphy. And my, uh, my other segment is, did anyone mention Kane or Abby? The answer is no. The yeah. only person that mentions Kane or Abby is me. Yeah. So, um yeah. No. <laughs> Um and how many episodes is the last murder? Can you believe it? Last last episode where there was no murder and uh, we got up to 1 and mm. uh, but uh, alas uh, murder. So it, it ha- death has come for us all. Yeah. And specifically for Nelson. Yeah. All right, now stop for a trailer reaction. The little blurb for uh, I don't see one. Was there a blurb? Uh the <laughs> the first comment is where's Gaia? <laughs> Emily tweeted it a second ago. Hang on. Oh okay. The blurb. <laughs> The red sun derails Clark's plans. That's it. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Okay. I just, if I if I manifested the, the red sun coming back, can I just manifest, like, something good? Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I'm manifesting now. Just anything good. Like, make me care. Make me care again. I'm manifesting my own feelings for the final four episodes. Thank you. I just like I I hate being super super critical because I want our podcasts to be really positive cuz this- I think that's what people come here for but but I'm just disappointed cuz I love this show and I love these characters these characters mean a lot to me and so mm-hmm. when they get when they get treated so poorly it makes me upset and so yeah. yeah it's just it's really too bad that we have to be so critical about it because it's just it's not Very good. That's why I had to stop writing reviews at the beginning of this season. Because, like, I I loved reviewing this show from season three to season, like, to halfway through season six. Reviewing The 100 was the thing that, like, sparked my writing again. And, like, got me, like, excited about writing. And, like, made me care about being a reviewer. Um, And, like, I just, I felt most passionate writing my 100 reviews. But it got towards the end of season six my all my reviews were negative and like I didn't have anything good to say so I didn't want to say anything yeah because like I do care so much about these characters about like the people that bring this show like a considerable amount of people that like make this show possible like mean a lot to me Mm -hmm. and I don't like having to bad things to say about it but that's all I have right now because but I I also don't want to be insincere. yeah so yeah Okay, like, I don't want to lie and say like I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the trailer in three, two, one, play. So there's a hiatus. Be on yeah. this moon a moment longer than I have to. Same. <laughs> Guys, we should okay. run. We let the bugs in. It's just like all of one thing, and I'm like, but what about the other stuff? Well, that's that's all the trailers are now is like one one thing that's actually like. Well, I guess everyone is on Sanctum now, and we probably won't get any like anything about the other people who are on the other planet this episode. Yeah, I doubt we're gonna see anything about, like, Gaia or the people we sent to God knows where. Yeah. Um. So it's, like, all on Sanctum, this one. Uh, which, ugh. like, sure. There better be A plots and B plots. Well, I feel like there probably will be, like, given that, like, everyone's here now, which I, I kind of enjoy, because, like, finally we're all we brought the two storylines together because I did not see how we were going to do that before. However, I cannot believe that the same amount of time has passed. I, have, I find it that really hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same amount of time, but, like, the Sanctum stuff and the Bardo stuff, like... Lined came, up. Like, lined up so perfectly. Um, And I know it's nar- it's narration, it's television, but still. Yeah. Uh, I am excited about the Red Sun Toxin coming back because, like, I literally was just talking about it. I also have a lot of questions about how much... Cadigan knows about sanctum mm-hmm. like did he stop here on his grand exploration tour and like no one had landed there yet did he did he come here and decide he hated it because of the red sun toxin and like leave before the other allegius crew showed up and like became the primes mm-hmm or did he like so some a bunch of the questions that i have like because we've we have stopped like looking at my list of questions um and a lot of these i feel at this point will definitely never be answered like what happened to colin how does orlando know who hope is if she's been d- gone for hundreds of years what law did dev break what is the difference between the master and the shepherd not convinced that there is one and i'm <laughs> still a little confused about why he used the master so many times that one episode yeah um hope knew dios have fought the mcap that's definitely not going to be answered. The 13 symbols on Hope's face at the begin or the end of season 6? Definitely not going to be answered. The fact that when they first got Octavia, they tested her and said, she's clean. Still what did that mean? Still don't know what that was about. Who are they fighting? That one got answered because it turns out they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to the original Bard Owens? They became crystal giants using... Because they failed the test? Yeah, and because of gem nine i guess but like is gem nine gonna come back now that we're not on bardo anymore i don't know like was it just for that it one? was it just orchestrated to kill diosa and then how much does cadigan know is one of is my last one i don't even remember what the context of that was <laughs> but how much does he know probably not a lot uh i'm just curious as to like like how much does he know about sanctum and like because he never like they don't regularly come here it looks like But they do know about it and can come here Mm -hmm. if they want to because they came here in the beginning to get clark and bellamy yeah and uh, i just how what's what's his relation to sanctum and like his knowledge of it because like clearly they know it's a moon Mm -hmm. they know it's a name but who's to say that clark didn't say hi this is sanctum and we're on it's a moon you know right so let's 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 go into the trailer sure so first of all we've got a three-week hiatus uh technically like we're we're skipping two weeks so that makes it three weeks Um, he doesn't want to be on this moon longer than he has to be, which same, and Doucette is also here. Uh, we get the red sun toxin. I guess those are all of the bugs. Also, like, it looks like it's nighttime. Yeah. So how do we, okay. I don't know what the announcement is saying. Something has been detected. So red sun Sun toxin toxin has been been detected. detected. I don't know who's saying that. I guess maybe it's like an alarm that goes off, Mm -hmm. even if nobody's actually doing it. So that's Maddie and Amori hearing that. Raven says to run. Because it looks like, it looks like the bugs get in somehow. So like, yeah. And they were supposed to be kept out by the force field. Right, but they, like, they also keep bugs inside Sanctum as an early warning system. Mm -hmm. So, like, the the force field doesn't stop the red sun toxin. It just stops, like, nature. And last time, the the only person who wasn't, like, messed up by this was Murphy. So I can't wait for him to be the only person who's normal. (laughs) And, like, is the only purpose of the force shield to keep the bugs and the children of Gabriel out? Because, like, no one's on the outside of it now. Right, and also the smoke monster. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So here they are like running at night or whatever. Trey says What is that explosion? Is that somebody let the bugs in, Trey says. No, I think I think he says you let the bugs in. Oh, you're right. You let the bugs in. Imori, like it's, so- it's some kind of a plan of Amori's. It was Amori's fault. And then there's an explosion, and all the people who are inside the reactor are freaking out, including the only people who we care about Amori, Maddie, Trey, and Jerry with his one freaking bandage. Stupid Jerry. Oh, here they come. Like, even. Okay, so she like didn't necessarily, necessarily let the bugs into the force field. She let the bugs into the reactor? Yeah. I mean, it's. Or it, both? It appears to be a plan, but I don't know what kind of okay. plan. And then Indra taking a baseball bat to somebody which I respect deeply. Is it a baseball bat? I thought it's probably I an axe but sword. like in my head it's a baseball yeah, bat. I think it's a sword but I respect She's that. swinging it like a baseball bat yeah. which I respect. Okay, you know what? I don't mind a hiatus. Uh, that's less work for me, uh, so it's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you listen to. Uh, listen to us on. Um, that's helpful to get other people to listen to us, and we would really appreciate it. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, we've covered literally every episode that exists. Every so episode. That- We've gotten we've got new information about Riverdale this week. I'm so excited, uh, and we're looking forward to it. So come yeah. check it out. We we really like that one. Truly if you're looking for just trash television, that is, Riverdale's your girl, you know? Yeah. I love Riverdale. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. Um, We've done season one and season two, and we are um, just starting season three, um, which I'm thrilled about because I really love season three. We are spoiler-free, so if you want to watch for the first time with us, you can. And uh, that would be great. I would love that. Uh, If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that show, too. Uh, We have a podcast for the whole first season of Star Trek Picard, and uh, we have a roundtable as well with some other Star Trek fans, and uh, Brittany and I have hopes for that Feed in the future. Uh, we just haven't executed them yet, but come check us out. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. We have done all of season one, and we are almost done season two. We're taking up all of 2020 to do it, and we're doing uh, season three throughout all of 2021. And I'm excited because I only watched season three that one time, so it's gonna be kind of like I'm watching it over <laughs> the first time, <laughs> I think. You can follow the Fiction Honors on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, uh, mostly on Twitter, but... Robin makes gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr and they're a delight. She's on the Star Trek ones now and um, they make my heart happy. Go give her a like. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash If you like what we do here, please consider donating because woof, it's expensive. <laughs> um, you get early access to all of our podcasts no matter which tier that you help us out on and $5 or more gets you 10% off at Um, Brittany recently just put out a new collection of ocean things, and she takes customs now, so you can kind of have a a lot of things in whatever color you want, which is really, really cool. I had her make me, like, this pretty, like, Mickey keychain, um, in Haunted Mansion colors, and I love it. I use it on my keys now, so, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm also obsessed with the coasters, which are also Mm -hmm. custom. uh, Oh, I also have a custom coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Custom orders now. They're, like, they're, like, nice and big, Mm -hmm. so, like, they'll hold, like, any drink that you have and it's really good. I like my coaster for um, like sitting on my bed because I don't want to have to reach all the way over to like the headboard or like the nightstand or whatever. I want to sit wherever I want and have a coaster that's big enough to like hold my drink and not fall over Mm -hmm. and these do that yeah and I also sell fandom embroideries over there I have nine the hundred designs um but if you want a, a character that I already have in a different way or you want a character that I haven't done yet or a character from literally any other fandom bro I have Game of Thrones ones I have BSG ones I have ones I don't even watch those shows (laughs) and I made things so I'm totally up for whatever you guys want um I did I did a Pokemon design once like I like I'll just do whatever you want I now have a custom order listing so you can definitely check that out as well uh but if you can't help us out um just recommend us to a friend or check out one of our other podcasts we would love to have you on any of them and I promise they're all nicer than this one was You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. that's R-O-B-Y, and pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at @samcases, Sam Cases, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. Our next episode is episode 713, which is called Blood Giant, and if this were a normal season, this would be the finale, but it mm-hmm. isn't. Um, and uh, I think Blood Giant probably is about, like, the sun. I think it refers to either the sun itself turning, turning red. red, or the planet. Right. So. Right, because yeah. the giant is something that you would call planet. Right, and because we're on a moon, right? So eh, Whatever. I guess we'll find out. Because, like, like, isn't Jupiter supposed to be a gas giant? Yes. So, like... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Sorry. (laughs)